Girl Guide Game is embarking on an epic undertaking she's calling Operation Little Sister. The goal is to bring to life her first major cosplay, a stylized interpretation of a young girl living in rapture with only a big daddy doll and a dream. If all goes well, she'll be wearing the costume to Penny Arcade Expo in Seattle this September. We've documented the steps of creating the costume, both in a detailed article on the site and an audio diary. Here are highlights from part one of Operation Little Sister. This is the Great Little Sister experiment. I've decided for PAX Prime this year, I'm going to make a Little Sister costume. If you're not familiar, Little Sister is a character from the Bioshock series. It's a young girl, and she runs around with the Big Daddy, who is the bad guy that you have seen, at least, in the videos and the pictures. Now, first, I'd like to give you a little background on me and why I decided to do this. I went to a performing arts high school, and I majored in theater, particularly costuming. And during that time, I did a lot of costume design, and I also built a lot of costumes. And over time, I kind of petered out on that. And then once we had a child, I really didn't do much sewing anymore because it is very time-consuming, and just I just didn't have the energy. So this year, now that Pikachu fan is seven... I'd like to try to get back to it a little bit, and I want to share with you the process that I'm going to go through as I make this costume. And I called it an experiment in the beginning because I don't know if what I'm going to do is going to work. Because when I say I'm going to build a costume, you probably think I'm going to design it, which I did, and you can see some photos of my sketches on busygamernews.com. What you may not realize, however, is that I bought an existing costume to essentially destroy and I don't know if it's going to work. So the process is going to be documented online and also here on the podcast. So we'll begin with talking a little bit about the costume that I chose. I found an Alice in Wonderland costume that is, if you picture the Alice in Wonderland cartoon from Walt Disney, it's that style. And it's got good bones, which means it's overall it's got the right design, it's got the right layout. What I don't know is if it has the right material. It's 100% polyester, and polyester does not dye well. Now, in this case, I'm kind of counting on that because I need a very distressed look for my little sister outfit. But if it doesn't dye at all, then I could be in trouble. Uh, I do have a backup plan, which is that I have bought some dye pens, and I will just distress the blue dress as I go instead of dyeing it. But I would much rather get a nice, deep, rich purple color. So that's what I'm going for. I have several tools that I bought specifically for the project. I also have some tools that I already had in my possession. The key thing you can have is a sewing box. My sewing box has a removal top. It looks like a tackle box. And inside I've got a collection of buttons that I've bought over the years. I've got measuring tapes. I've got very strong scissors. You should always have a pair of scissors just for your sewing. Do not use your kitchen shears. Do not use the shears that you wrap presents with. I've got tons and tons of pins and lots and lots of different spools of thread. You can get one of these at any craft store or at any fabric store. The one that I'm using I happen to buy at Joanne Fabrics. Most of the materials I bought came from Joanne Fabrics. I also have a seam ripper. And if you have never seen a seam ripper, it's essentially a long tool with a hook at the end. And we'll have pictures on the side of the seam ripper and showing me using it. And that'll be the one of the first things I do. I have some chalk, and I have a lot of Taylor's chalk. This is because I like to draw on my material. You don't want to use chalk from your kid's drawer. A Taylor chalk is specially designed that it will adhere to your material, but it's not going 
to stay there. It will be pretty resilient, but as soon as you throw it in the washer, it'll go away. So what I'm counting on is that this will go away before I dye the material. We'll talk about that a little bit more when it comes time to do it. I also have a big thing of lace that I bought. I found this in the remainder bin, and I'm going to create a collar with this. I will discuss the process of making the collar in a separate podcast, but I can at least say that I have way more material than I need, and in this case, that's a good thing because I may need to layer it. When you go to do your own costume, a couple things you need to consider with the collar is what you want to do to it. I picked something that's very resilient. It's almost tablecloth-like. I picked a lot of it because one layer of it probably isn't going to look very good. Two layers may look a little weird, so there's probably going to be a lot of material going into this, maybe even a little stuffing. And it also needs to be something that you can cut and sew, and that's where it gets difficult. There are very small little holes in here, and I'm going to probably have to hand stitch this, so you'll need a little bit of skill there. A sewing machine will just eat your lace alive, so don't even think about it. And finally, I have the pinafore that came with the Alice dress. And this is going to be getting a little bit of work as well. I'm gonna be removing all the frou-frou frills. I'm gonna be adding some buttons to it and I will most likely be attaching it to the actual dress. We'll see how it turns out once everything is dyed. That'll determine a lot of what I do. One of the first things that we'll need to do is a dye test. In this case, I'm testing it to see how the material will react is the material actually going to keep the dye or is it just going to roll off? Being 100% polyester, there is a chance that this is going to come out the same shade of bright baby blue that it starts. I'm hoping not, but that is a risk. It's also to see if it does dye, what color is it going to come out? I'm not using 100% cotton white material, which would be ideal. That's the only way to really guarantee that you have a good idea going in of what color you're going to get. So in this case, because I'm not going to need the large collar. I'm going to take a seam ripper. I'm going to remove the collar very carefully. I'm not going to cut it. I'm going to seam rip it and I'm going to dye using just a little bit of dye and hot water in the color that I've selected and just see how it works. And once I've done that, I will have a better idea of where I'm going to go from here. If the dye takes and seems to do a good job, even if it's rather distressed looking, maybe dyes unevenly, which is what I'm hoping will happen, then I will dye the rest of the dress. If it comes out looking just as bright and baby blue and kind of happy and cheery as it is now, then I'm going to be spending a lot more time distressing it, and that's going to take a lot more time than I've budgeted. I want it to look a little bit like it's been down in rapture for a while. Kind of dingy. So the next thing we're going to do is pin the dress. This is something you really need to get a second person to help with. And in this case, I've asked Game Watcher to help me with it. So the first thing you need to do is have the person who's going to be wearing the dress put on any foundation garments, that's a fancy way of saying underwear, that you might be wearing the day you're wearing the costume. This is important, particularly for women, because your shape changes based on what you are wearing underneath. I'm putting the dress on before I've removed anything from the dress. So in this case, Game Watcher is going to be helping me determine what's going to be cut from the dress. Because in addition to the collar, which will be removed by a seat ripper, I also need to shorten the dress. I am short to begin with, so it's already fairly long on me. So how short you want to go is totally up to you. It's whatever you're comfortable with. You don't have to make it super short. Do keep in mind what you'll be doing the day that you're wearing the dress. So for example, 
Something on my mind is I'll be going to a lot of sessions and listening to people talk. So I'm going to want to make sure I can sit in this dress without having to spend the entire time crossing my legs or fretting about whether or not I am showing the world my assets. So I've got the dress on right now. I'm going to put the pinafore on now because, again, the pinafore is going to change the shape of the dress. It'll lift it just a little bit. Now, if I sew this onto the dress, which is what I will most likely do, the effect will be nominal. This also gives me an opportunity to mark some of the pinafore, which is also a lot longer than it needs to be based on the style that you see in the game. So I have my tailor's chalk. When you buy your tailor's chalk, be sure that you buy one that comes in a small rectangular plastic holder. There's two pieces to it. In this case, I have replacement chalk in blue and in white. I'm gonna use the white that came with the original chalk first because I need it to contrast with the blue of the dress. When it comes time to mark the pinafore, I'm gonna switch this out with the blue and use the blue to contrast with the white of the pinafore. And this is important because this is going to be my guide. I'm going to need to be able to see where the markings are. The Game Watcher, it's time for you to level up your costuming skills. Do I have to draw? Yes, you have to draw. I have the dress on, I've got the pinafore on, and right now it's falling about a foot below my knee, which is much lower than it needs to be. That includes some extraneous white eyelet that's going to be removed anyway. So what you're going to do, this is the hard part because I can't bend over and show you where I need it to be without the dress moving. So what I need you to do is take your finger, Put it on my knee. Okay, that's my knee. Now move it down ever so slightly. There, stop. Okay, use the chalk and mark the bottom under your fingers right it's, there. It's right on where the, where the pinafore, at the bottom of the pinafore. Then use the pinafore as a guide. Just make about a two inch line. There you go. And don't be afraid to rub it on there because the chalk will come off. So what he's done, he's made a couple kind of light marks, which is enough for me to see where it is. I'm gonna move it over to a hard surface. Well, I can still tell what it is. And I don't really see the chalk so much right now as I see the indention. That's one advantage to working with polyester. The downside is it doesn't like the chalk very much. So I've made it brighter. It's, it's a little hard to see directly under the light at the moment, but I'll be able to tell when I go in and do the editing. So what I'm gonna do next is take the costume very carefully. I'm not going to mark the pinafore yet because I don't want to judge how long this should be until I've cut the dress. So the pinafore is just going to get set aside for the moment. I'm going to take the dress off and this particular dress has a bunch of buttons in the back. If I had more time I would remove the buttons and add a zipper but as it is I don't want to add anything else to the schedule. And one thing to keep in mind as you are reconstructing a costume as we are instead of constructing one from scratch, is everything you add is one more thing that can go wrong. And that's true with the construction of a regular costume as well, but the thing is, when you're constructing something from scratch, it's a lot easier to fix your mistakes. When you're working with something that's already been cut, already been sewn, it's much, much harder to fix your mistakes. There's really not a lot of room for improvisation. So I'm going to leave the zipper out. So what I'm going to do next with those markings that Game Watcher made is I'm going to get a special measuring tool that is about eight inches long and use it to mark all around the dress evenly. Now this is gonna be a bit of a challenge because I'm taking a lot more than eight inches off this dress. So I may have to get a measuring stick or something a little longer. Another option, which would take longer but would be more accurate, is to take off the first eight inches and then re-measure the remainder. In my case, 
I want kind of a rough edge. So I'll start by taking the eyelid out. And with this eyelid, I will probably just cut it. I don't think I'm going to seam rip it because the edges don't need to be perfect anyway. I'm not going to be working with this end of the material at all. So once I remove that, that's going to take about an inch and a half off of it. From there, I'll measure up. And what you do is about every inch, inch and a half, depending on how comfortable you are with sewing, you use that measuring tool from the bottom of your material, measure up, and mark it. And normally you would never do this with material that's been cut at the bottom unless it was cut completely evenly. And it's not going to be cut evenly when I take this eyelid off. But I want material to look a little rough, a little ragged, like it's been in rapture. So I'm not going to worry about it too much. What I don't want is to have 20 inches off next to 5 inches. I don't want huge gaping holes in my material. So I will be measuring somewhat. Being polyester, it should take the cut very well. I'm not expecting there to be a lot of jagged edges. If anything, I might have to distress it a little bit more afterwards. And I'm also expecting that it's going to have a little bit of a, a loose feel, but I'm not going to have any loose threads. When you're working with cotton, loose threads are a major danger. One last comment about working with the seams. I bought a bunch of pins specifically for this project. I have tons of them in my box already, but what I bought are tiny pins that have a very small ballpoint straight edge, and this is because when I sew, I'll be using a sewing machine, and these are the best for that. The bigger pins are going to break your sewing machine needle, and you do not want to have to deal with replacing the needle. So with that, it's time to make the first cut. So I've opened my seam ripper. I always put the little case the little cover on the bottom of it you don't have to do this but it gives you a little extra grip i saw at joanne's last weekend that there's a new ergonomic model that's a little rounder a little fatter and for people like me who have been sewing for going on 30 years and more importantly playing xbox for going on 10 years something like that is really nice these are usually pretty small and it's small because it's intricate work but it can also mean it really hurts your hands. So what I'm doing, I'm examining the material. I'm looking for the seam that's attached. And in this case, there's two seams. There's the top and the bottom. So I'm gonna start with the top one. I'm inserting the little pin head of my seam ripper in between the material very, very gently. I don't wanna rip it apart, but I do want to get to that seam. And in this case, because it's manufactured, it's in there pretty good. It's a little harder than you would normally expect. So I'm probably going to end up ripping a little bit of the material. So I managed to get the seam broken here. I'm working my way up towards the closest edge of the material. This is the area in the back is where the buttons are. So this will most likely be covered either by my hair part of the pinafore or it's just really not going to be very noticeable. And I'm doing it back here because if something goes wrong, this is where I want it to be. This will be the easiest area for me to hide. Where you don't want to have a big mess is right in the front of your costume. So I've got it going. I'm left-handed, which can present some unique issues for something like this because most seams favor the right-handed. So I have to be a little extra careful as I undo it. But it's, it's coming along. I may have to get the scissors out to take out the part that's attached to the buttonholes, uh, which is not a big deal. That's, that's actually not too bad. So I'm pulling up each loop individually, very, very carefully. 
as you work every few stitches, use your fingers, your thumbs, to open up the hole very gently. Part the material a little bit, and you'll start to see where the thread is coming undone. Don't worry if you see bits of thread still stuck in your dress. This is perfectly natural. You'll have time to clean it up later. Don't worry about it now. Focus on your stitches. Some of them will come out naturally as you continue to pull the stitches apart. Some of them you'll just have to get afterwards once you've got everything undone. The key is to take your time and to focus very carefully on what you're pulling because, for example, right now I was about to pull what I thought was a stitch and it was actually a little bit of the polyester had caught on my seam ripper. If I had pulled that with a seam ripper, it would have come out, but what it means is I would have ripped a big hole into my material. Cotton will also do that to you. Cotton is just as strong and also just as difficult at times. If you opt to use a cotton dress, and they do exist, be sure that you iron before you do anything super complicated. If you're going to do any cutting, any measuring, anything like that, you're going to need to iron the dress. That is one of the reasons I opted not to go with cotton. Cost was another thing since I am buying the dress essentially to destroy it. I don't know how many times I'll be able to use this costume. There's always going to be a shelf life on cosplay, no matter what you're doing, unless it's Mario or something that's pretty iconic. So I didn't want to invest a ton of money. I found this costume for $20 online. I didn't focus too much on what the material was up front. I was looking more at cost. And this could end up costing me in labor in the long run if it doesn't take the dye. In retrospect, I think I still would have done this over getting the cotton because the time that I would have to invest in ironing. And that's true even if you buy it, take it straight out of the bag and start working on it. It's going to have some huge press wrinkles from being in that bag for who knows how long. Polyester can be complicated to work with, but for what I'm doing, when I know I'm going to be doing a lot of things that are going to injure the garment, a lot of seam ripping, a lot of cutting, cotton has a tendency to unravel and shred, and it might get a little too beat up. So that was one vote in polyester's favor. Polyester also is, of course, very inexpensive. The other consideration that I did think heavily about is that it will be Seattle in September, and it's probably going to be very, very hot. And polyester does not breathe, which means it's going to be very, very hot. That is one factor that I weighed extremely heavily when I chose this. And what I decided is I'm willing to suffer for my art. All right, so I am doing a dye test. I'm using Rit Dye Wine. And right now I have part of a collar, which started out with light blue, and a chunk of the lace, which I ripped off and cut off. So my goal is to get a nice, deep, rich, dark color. It's been in here steeping for about five minutes. And right now, the collar is looking a little bit pinkish. And the lace that will become the new collar is a little closer to the desired color. They're, they're both getting progressively darker and closer to that wine color that I'm looking for. So for the dye test, I didn't want to use a whole bunch of the dye. And I only had a small amount of material that I was going to work with. 
So I didn't want to use the big tub that I bought specifically to do dyeing of the dress, only because it would take a lot of water and a lot of dye to be able to cover enough to do anything. So for the dye test, I repurposed an old kitty litter tub that has been emptied and cleaned out. I've got about eight inches of water in here and I just basically poured a little dye in there. You can't really safely measure the dye unless you want to lose your measuring cup or measuring spoon. So I just kind of eyeballed it until it looked like the water was getting pretty dark. What I'm really more interested in right now is if the dye is going to stay. I'm not really worried about the lace. I think it'll be fine. The question is, will the collar retain the color when it comes time to do the rinsing? And so far, the, the collar is polyester, which generally you don't want to dye polyester. It's not recommended, but it is taking the color. Now, that doesn't mean the color is not going to wash right back out when I put it in the, in the rinse. So that's why we're doing the dye test now, is to see whether it's worth my time to dye the whole dress or not. And if it's not, then I'm going to have to go to plan B. I'm using a stir stick, which in this case is just a really long stick I bought at the crafts department of my local store. It's about half an inch wide. You can go as fat or as thin as you're comfortable with. You don't want to go super thin because it does need to be able to pick up the material. When you're doing a dye test with just a little material, it's not a big problem, but when I get the big dress in here, I'm going to need this width to hold up to the weight of the dress. And it's also necessary to keep moving. You may hear the tapping of me going against the tub here. You have to constantly keep your dye moving. This is not only to evenly dye the material, but also to make sure the dye is getting in there, because otherwise the dye will just set in whatever position it wants. For my costume, I'm not as worried about that because I do want kind of a grungy, funky look, but I don't want it to have huge splotches either. A little bit of preparation you can do when you get ready to do this. Remove any jewelry. Right now, my wedding ring, my engagement ring, all my jewelry is stored safely away in the house. I have extra long, hardcore gloves. These are just cleaning gloves, but they're not your typical yellow gloves that you get. These are the industrial strength. This is to protect my skin from getting dyed and also to protect me against the heat because you have to use extremely hot water to dye. We're on our porch so we've put down a plastic bag underneath my tub. This is to protect the porch from any small spills that come out. You don't want to use newspaper or any kind of paper because it's just going to go straight through the paper and then the newspaper dye is going to dye onto your porch or your backyard. I also don't recommend doing it inside. It's just really messy. There's no fumes or anything to worry about. It's more about the risk of accidentally dyeing something the wrong color. The stick will, of course, be dyed when you're done. You can reuse sticks for different dye jobs, but you have to be aware that when it becomes wet, any dye that's on there may become active and mix with your new dye. So if you do plan to do a lot of dyeing and you want to use the same stick, you need to bleach it as soon as you're finished washing out your garment. Rinse your stick really, really well. Pour some bleach on it. The bleach should get rid of anything on there. And then do a test run with your stick before you do your next batch of color. And that's even if you're doing the same color because this color will dry different color. You want to lift your material up and out of the dye water periodically. This will help shift it around a little bit. You can also get a little sneak peek of how it's doing. So right now it's it seems to be holding on to those two colors. There's one that's kind of a purplish now. The blue is turning purple, which is what I would expect. 
the lace, which started out kind of an ivory. It's actually getting a little pink, but it's still got that sort of wine tint to it. So I think they're going to be okay together. Something else you should be aware of before you start to dye. You need to wear clothes. You don't mind getting messy and get an apron. Now, the best apron would be a rubber apron or a plastic apron. I'm actually wearing a material apron because I don't plan to do that much dyeing. Uh, I very rarely do, so I don't really want to invest in something of that girth. Uh, I'm also wearing clothes that I don't mind getting stained. I have a black tank top on and black workout pants. Don't wear anything you care about. You also need to make sure you have time. Once you get started, you can't stop. This is not a project you can leave and then go watch a TV show or go cook dinner. You have to constantly be stirring, constantly paying attention to what you're doing. It helps to have someone else available in case you need to run inside to answer the phone, get a drink, whatever, or just to trade off. You can build some real good muscles working the dye. A quick word about dye. When you go to buy your dye, you'll see there are several brands in the market. You want to get RIT, R-I-T. They'll be most likely the only dye if you're in a store that doesn't have a large selection. It's an extremely high quality dye. It does a great job. They have a lot of different colors. You can mix it up. They have liquids, which is what I'm using, liquid mixed with water. They also have powders. I'm not a big fan of powder, but it does work. So we're at about the 20 minute mark. There's still some steam coming off of my water, which is good. They want you to use the hottest water possible. I use a combination of the hottest possible tap water and boiling water. You don't want to pour the boiling water in first. Put your extremely hot tap water in the tub first. Add the boiling water to that. Be extremely careful while you do it. It will splash. It will scald you. Then add the dye to the water. And you don't have to use boiling water, but the advantage is it'll keep your dye water hotter for a longer period of time, which improves the odds that your garment is going to dye. It typically takes an hour to completely dye a garment. So that's a really long time to have to keep your water warm. Uh, it's not necessary to add more water to it as you go. In fact, that will dilute the color and, and could potentially change the color of your garment and create some nasty streaks. It's also a long time to stir. <laughs> okay, so I only dyed my test strip for about half the time that it needs, half an hour. And it looks like it was a success. Both materials are retaining the color. What you hear is me rinsing everything out now. You rinse it until it's clear. You, that's the same directions you'll see on the bottle of red that you buy. And when it's dry, I will see what color this is actually going to be when it's finished. That looks like I have two really nice purple shades. Definitely lighter on the lace, which is to be expected, and a little richer on the polyester, and the good news is the polyester seems to have taken it. So I'm dyeing the whole garment now. The uh, dye test with just a little bit came out a little brighter than I was hoping, so I'm using the remainder of that bottle plus another bottle of the Rit dye wine and a little less water 
than would be necessary for this amount of dye in the hopes that it'll dye slightly darker. And it's already looking oh, ever so slightly darker than it was before, but it's still going to come out a rather bright color. But that's to be expected since the original color was a bright blue, and the fact that the polyester is dying at all is quite pleasing. So before I dye the garment, I have to take the buttons off of it. There were about six buttons in the back. These are going to be replaced. The buttons that came originally on the garment are bright blue to match the Alice dress. I'll be replacing those with buttons that I've not yet bought, but will get soon once I know what color the garment's going to be after it's finished dyeing. The reason I removed them is I don't want to have large patches in the shape of buttons in the original blue. And it, it's like a tie-dye. If you ever tie-dyed at camp, one of the things they have you do is tie up your garment and place large amounts of rubber bands over the areas that you don't want to be colored. Same idea. The buttons will create that same sort of tie-dye effect where all of a sudden you have this bright blue patch. And you can try to dye them after the fact, but they'll never look the same. And the rest of the garment will just look bizarre. So I used a seam ripper to remove the buttons very carefully. And I've set the buttons aside to save for some other future project. I am dying in the backyard on our patio in an area that we don't really use very much. So if there are spots when this is finished, which odds are there will be, it won't be too noticeable. It's also near my dumping point, which is probably going to be a very weedy dead patch on the side of our house. Uh, you can also, if you want, pour it down a drain, just keep some bleach by very close and plan to use it right away if you don't want your sink to permanently change color to whatever you're dyeing your garment. Do you want to know more? Find links to the detailed article in our show notes. If you want to know the results of the final dyeing of the dress and how the costume turns out in the end, we'll be back to finish Operation Little Sister in two weeks. <laughs>